Hi, and welcome to the Ex-Meal Recruitment Podcast, where we share career advice for service leavers and veterans. I'm Rosie Vilecce, and I'm the Head of Marketing here at Ex-Meal Recruitment. Although I didn't serve myself, I'm an original military brat. My dad served in the Navy for 40 years, and my brother is on year 26 and counting. Throughout this podcast, I will be your hostess. I will interview guests, chat with the x team, and facilitate conversations that help veterans like you to get the jobs they truly want. Here's today's episode. It's a new episode of the x Recruitment Podcast. As always, I'm Rosie, and as always, I am not alone. And today I'm really, really excited for my guests because this is going to be a little bit of a different episode, you guys. But again, so excited to have her here. Welcome, Cerise. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. I'm, I'm glad to be invited. Thanks for having me. Great to have you. So as always, just, just start off with the basics. Tell us a little bit more about who you are. Who? Okay. Um, so yeah, um, I'm a military spouse. My name's Cerise Upham. Um, and um, yeah, my, my husband is in the army. He's a medic. I'm not quite sure what he does on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> After 20 years, I give yeah. up asking. <laughs> um, but I work for a company called Recruit for Spouses. Um, Originally, my background is I started off working at Deloitte. I studied history at uni and I went into the grad screen with Deloitte. Um, and then I ended up in FMCG, <laughs> which is fast moving consumer goods. So working for companies like Britvic, Nestle, Bottle Green Drinks, um, and then a, a lovely company called Upbeat, which was part of Volac International. Um, and like every other spouse, I was you know, having to commute all sorts of distances to be able to keep my job. Um, you know, Ux- I commuted from Colchester to Uxbridge every day um, for two years. I commuted from Grantham to Cambridge, Royston each day for two years. Once when I was like eight months pregnant, I'd be sleeping oh, on wow. the side of a, of a lay-by. Um, and that was just in order to just keep working, basically, to keep my job. So I didn't have to keep replying for jobs each time. But um, And then we finally got a posting out to Kenya which was very welcome because that's originally where I was from. So it was like going home for me. So I was like, right, time to bring up the kids barefooted, how I how I grew up in the dirt without any health and safety. <laughs> um, and But what shocked me most was I was told I wasn't allowed to work, which was bizarre for me because I have, you know, Kenyan ID. I'm, I'm legally allowed to work, but because um some agreement with the Kenyan government we we were just told we weren't allowed to and we were limited to how many hours we could volunteer as well and it just it made life very difficult for me um so background wise um I, I did what I could when I was out there voluntarily um and when we came back to the UK COVID hit two months later and I couldn't get back into my FMCG jobs or world that they kind of shut down unemployment um and that was it I was applying left right and center um I was going for jobs um and some jobs I was getting right to the last last interview to the point I got made somebody made me a bacon sandwich in an interview once and they were came in wearing slippers they were so relaxed it was a two-hour interview and the minute I mentioned I was a military spouse the body language has changed um you could see them getting really uncomfortable moving in their seats and then the next 10 questions were about my husband, his career, where we're moving to next. 
Um, and I just knew when I got in the car, my gut was just like, what the hell happened there? <laughs> yeah. And anyway, feedback was from the recruiter. And she goes, I've never had this one before, but they just couldn't take the risk because you're a military spouse. They couldn't invest in you to leave. And I was like, well, I'd taken on a role that was even below what I used to do, less money, less everything. And they still wouldn't take me on. Um, but they were about to offer me the role in the meeting. But if I hadn't mentioned <laughs> it's military spouse, I might have got it. So that kind of depressed me even more. It, yeah. You know, you, your independence, your identity, um, resentment builds up. Um, being a military spouse, that's not how I envisioned my career to be all my life. Kind of asking for money to buy my husband's birthday present. <laughs> Um, but um, yeah, I then found Recruit for Spouses, bizarrely enough. And I was probably at that place where I annoyed them so much that they just needed me off their back. So they offered me an admin job in the company. <laughs> just like, this will keep it quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm commercial director. So <laughs> a year later. So it worked out very well. I've been here for about four years and the company has grown um substantially um in the last four years it's um a brilliant company and I don't see myself going back to where I even was um career-wise I'm I'm here because it feels good yeah. and you know we're going to be talking of course about um the company and we're going to explore a little bit more of what it does but as I said in the beginning of this episode this is a little bit different because usually we do talk mm. about hey this is my transition story hey this is uh, uh what I did or this is my career and I used to be a veteran this is a bit of a different angle but I'm sure that all of our listeners yeah. will recognize it if they have a partner if they have a wife if they have a husband absolutely difficult because of course it's all reality that doesn't only impact and changes the person um, being in the forces, but also has got an impact on their family. And again, I often talk about my own reality as a total military brat, I always say, you know, Um, but I've seen it firsthand. I understand it firsthand, how tough it can be, how difficult it can be, how it changes some relationships. So I just want to dive a little bit more into that first before we even talk about what you guys do but I want to dive a little bit into that dynamic so when you met your husband was he already enrolled or how how was it did you know what you were signing up for how did it feel in the beginning so I'm a very different case but we all have very similar stories that's one thing that spouses have to remember we all have same story not the same story but we've all experienced the same things we just don't share them openly enough um well I met my husband when I was about 21 where I was at uni he was just finished Sandhurst um he was um oh was he in the he was in the infantry <laughs> See, I don't even remember I didn't care I didn't care um he got posted out to Cyprus Falklands um all sorts of places and I continued that's when I went on my grad scheme to London I just I just didn't need to be around him all the time I had my independence I just wanted my career I knew what I wanted and I went and got it um and then we were together about seven years he proposed um we got married and then he he previously before he proposed he'd left the army so he spent two years in the real world or the civilian world sorry not real world (laughs) (laughs) um and he had spoken about going back in um 
And I was like, oh, okay, I'm happy to support that, but I'm not quite sure what that means for us or as a family or what that means for me or anything like that. Well, where will you live, you know, et cetera, et cetera. We had a beautiful house that we'd bought sort of um, in Oxfordshire, north of Oxfordshire, and only small, but it was ours. And yeah, the next thing I knew, he had enrolled and he was off to Iraq for six months. I was like, whoa, 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 hang on a minute. So technically he joined up without really telling me. Yeah. So like, when my sister's like, well, you knew what you were getting into. Um, no, yeah. he <laughs> remember. And then he rejoined up. So I didn't. But that saying is so frustrating for every military spouse. You knew what you got into before you got, you know, married. It's like... You you can't say to someone you you've got to stop loving someone because of their career. How do you do that? Um, so that is a very common thing that people say. Why are you so different? We you know um, there's loads of wives out there who you know who struggle for jobs and stuff like that, and and they're right, they are. Um, but I think um, it's like my cat. <laughs> yeah, we can hear a little meow in the background. It's Sorry. fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Okay, edit that bit out. Um, so are we different? It's it's the it's the constant change that we we are told where we have to go. We don't make those decisions. That is the difference. And because of that, we have to adapt. And sometimes we all know there's plan A and then there's plan B and plan C, and then it goes back to plan A again, and then there's a plan D, and then it actually ends up being plan B. So it's like how do you prepare for that it's got to the it took me about 10 years for me to realize don't get excited you don't know wait for the last three weeks before it's actually due to happen before you get excited um and it's that level of the unknown the not knowing and being told basically like the whole not being able to work out in Kenya um that's you know we're not prepared for that um, we have lots of spouses that, you know, we, I got, I got some feedback from a conference I went to, some guy stood up and goes, well, my wife didn't have any problems in employment. She picked up being a PA and a secretary for like 15 years in Germany and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. Congratulations. Did, did she go to uni? He goes, yes, she did. What did she study? Architecture. And it was like that level of, did you actually ask if she was that's what she wanted to do or is that just what she ended up doing because she had to adapt and just you know create new skills to be able to have a job around your job um and it was just like he didn't get defensive or anything over it It was just like oh I've actually never really thought to ask her I was like okay um and it's it's things like I, I obviously you, you won't know who my neighbors or anything are but there was a whole street where I used to live and I won't mention the location where every single military spouse was on sertraline which is an antidepressant drug yeah and it's just like that's you know because we're constantly having to um be on our own yeah. manage give things up make the sacrifices I've seen my husband do three masters and it's just like (laughs) I had to give up my MBA halfway through and it's just like you know I I see him progress but I had to kind of sit behind and support his career and not really out of my choice it's it's a a tough one you know it's a tough one and there is clearly resentment but also I think that some people do not realize the sacrifices that you have to make because not only you're giving up things or your dreams or your career but also there is 
an element of you say yourself you know you're you're constantly on your on your own you're constantly trying to figure out especially if you have kids you know again I can speak from my experience as a child but you know I've seen it with Mm. my mom the amount of times that she had to figure out you know okay if she did want to do something she she was somebody you know again like at one point she did think oh you guys are a bit older maybe I can go and try and pursue a a course again or or try and do something study again and I remember the challenges that she was having you know and then we had to be with our grandparents my grandparents were not always around or we were not you know on location and my dad was I don't know what it is in miles but he was basically six hours drive away from when we were at that time and it was such a a challenging time and again like I talk to her now after that of course my dad is also retired and one of the things that she keeps on saying is you know I wish I could turn back time and find a way of doing that or find the way of um completing what what I wanted to do or achieving what I wanted to do right and and there is a level of a little bit of resentment there is a level of regret as well but again when I ask her now and again of course now I understand better but when I ask her mom but why didn't you do it there is that answer of but I was alone I had no choice your dad was not there all the time uh, you know who was gonna look after you yeah so no, exactly there is that especially if you got um a family I don't know if you guys have kids I do I have two feral boys yeah how <laughs> is that how has that been in terms of challenge of then trying to combine all these different roles it's it's okay but there are certain points to my job if I think if I hadn't if I worked where I used to work because I did have one boss who I absolutely adored. He was great, but he was a bachelor. He would never have understood that I couldn't have made it to London because I didn't have childcare because my yeah. husband's in Romania on exercise, you know? Um, whereas, you know, with group for spouses, I have that flexibility because we're all veterans and spouses here. We get it. Yeah. Um, so, um, and that is really hard. It's getting the employer to understand that we don't choose to be that difficult. It just is difficult. Um, and um yeah, like you said, sometimes we we don't have a choice, but we just have to deal with it. And I think what makes us such great employees is that once we get that opportunity, we almost like we show that appreciation through the hard work that we put in when we are working. And it shows with our with the outcomes that um, are produced um, and the new skills that we pick up, um, the resilience and the determination, the grit it's the grit, um, I think, is a good word to yeah. describe houses, yeah. isn't it? Um, how, how do you think that a, your partner could help you? Again, like, you know, let, let, let's go from the the uh, assumption that a lot of our listeners are actually people that are veterans or ex um, or service leavers you know what would you say to them or people that maybe are still enrolled anyway and what would you say to them because how can somebody support a spouse a military spouse you know when actually I mean they they I suppose that they know that you're making all these sacrifices for them right because you love them you want to be with them you want to have a family with them Mm. I think it's just it's communication isn't it it is communication it's taking the pressure off um if they are upskilling themselves like say they're doing a project management course um and they've you know there are companies out there that will you know not companies but places like recruit for spouses um 
and um, other forces, places where they will supply, you know, cyber courses for free or project management courses for free. And if a, if your spouse finds that taking up extra time, like you do the school run when you can or asking your parents to come in and help maybe once a week or something, thinking proactively how you could, you know, support that process for it to be done. Um, also, just asking about, you know, um, there are 800 military charities, though there's more, um, there's actually more than 800 military charities out there. So your the, the scope of being able to find that support for jobs um, is out there. Um, it's, you know, checking her work, checking her CVs for spelling and grammar. It's um, bringing it up with friends, just making it a norm and not putting the pressure on really, because they've got enough as it, as, as it is at home. Um, but I think I think most loving marriages have that anyway, isn't it? It's yeah. just you know, it's we do get a lot of emails coming in from the, the the serving spouse. Can you help my wife? Can you help my partner? You know, um, we do. That's that's absolutely fine to do, and it's it's nice to see. And then we get in touch that way. That's that's okay. Um, so I, it's a really good question. Um, how has my husband helped me? <laughs> Well, you 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 already like gave some some really good points. Again, it is about maybe thinking a bit more proactively. It's what can I do? Right? It's yeah. It's imagine yourself. Point. Imagine if it was you in that position. You've just left the military, and you've spent your career building it up, and you're struggling to find a job. And what that would do to you? What? How? The, how would that make you feel as a person? You're no longer the breadwinner. You're not bringing in the money. You know all that pressure. Um, and th- and that's where your spouse is. That's where your partner is right now. So what can you do to make that better? It's it's putting the other per- wearing the shoes on the other foot, um, really. Um, and I know it's easier said than done because we're in a we're in an economy where you need two incomes to live comfortably or to even survive. That is the other pressure on our generation right now. You can't the the days of a military spouse wearing a pearl necklace sitting at home and not being able to. Um, um, work and in fact back in the 50s there was actually a law that prevented military spouses from working you were there to be for your husband and to look after the home um, so um, it's um, yeah it, it is in- incredibly difficult to kind of <laughs> get around that but yeah. um, but as you said there are companies like recruit for spouses who support Absolutely. also a lot yeah. so let, let, let's dive a little bit more about in into what you guys do and how you support yeah so I think one of the reasons I kind of why I'm still here and and why I love it so much is it's because we're from the community we've been going 13 years we haven't just popped up sort of in the last two years or anything we've got the voice of the community because we are the community as well we're from all sorts of different backgrounds we have foreign commonwealth working with us and they are a protected group as well we do a lot for the foreign commonwealth um and we want to do more and it's understanding the grassroots issues and being able to put something in place that will make that easier for people to get more fulfilling job opportunities or upskilling so we have what we call the Acre academy which is a hundred percent free for anybody in the military community whether you're a widower if you're over 50 you're a grandma who used to be a military spouse and now your kids in or anything like that you're foreign commonwealth you're a veteran we have lots of veteran spouses who surprisingly 
pick the spousal box rather than veteran box when um, surveys are done. So they don't even identify as veterans half the time. Um, and um, they can access our career academy, which offers things like um, coaching and mentoring, um, which is all free. And you'll be placed with all sorts of experienced coaches and mentors from big companies like BAE or Virgin and even independents who will help you start your own business from scratch. Um, but there's again, there's other companies that will offer that support as well. So it's not just us um, with, with the sort of starting up from different businesses. Um, we offer virtual workshops that cover topics such as confidence building, transferable skills, CV, statement writing, financial management, which is quite key and quite popular. And then also demystifying things like tech and cyber, because I know in my day, IT was not sexy. <laughs> not, they're desperate for females in that industry. That's because our generation did not see it as sexy. And now, it, now it's been made sexy and fun and and there's lots of free courses. but we are finding out there that you can get trained up into it, but there aren't the jobs at the end of it, which to me is not a full cycle. What's the point? If the, if the jobs aren't there or you haven't got the foothold to get into the jobs, then why, why are they even being offered? Um, so we go about, again, that's what we've experienced. That's what we've come across. And that's what we, we work with people that will offer that full cycle offering. Um, we offer opportunities to learn about career pathways, um, work experience, um, and then, yeah, even just recruiting into just general roles. If you have got a job in marketing, we've got a marketing role, we have those, we can go into it. If, you're re if you just register with us, you'll have some find out what hours you can, you, you know, we'll put you in the talent pool and then contact you when those jobs come in. Um, in addition to that, we have ah, we actually have a 40% bursary with the online business school for military spouses and members of the armed forces community looking to get more qualifications. So That's you get really 40% good. off there. It's really good. It's really it's, it's getting really popular and it's it's unlimited. Um and then we've got a new program that kicks in in 2024, which um hopefully will support the foreign and commonwealth before they even get to the country so it will help translate their skills to british equivalent because it is difficult what people don't realize like in fiji it takes two weeks wages for them to be able to pay for their cv to be translated to uk equivalent wow. depending on what they do and they can't afford that so they can't come here and then hit the road running with jobs we've had spouses that have got mbas from abroad um, they're coming from Brunei and they've ended up working in residential care homes for five years on minimum wage. That's not acceptable. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> to me, that's just, what the heck? No. Um, so, um, and then the other thing that we have, we've got a mental health and wellbeing program in January, starting in 2024. And this is going to be run virtually. It's a course over six weeks and it's overseen by psychoeducational therapists um and it will allow spouses to learn how to have coping techniques and demands of military life and separation anxiety and depression and I myself suffer massively with anxiety yeah. um and that sort of thing and as I mentioned before you know my street of friends that were you know I don't think mental health of spouses is even a topic within the military whatsoever mm -hmm. but there has been research which has not been allowed to be published that shows it is a massive concern. So this is a, a huge thing that Recruit for Spouses is doing um, and it is all free, the mental health support.
Yeah, um, and it's it's great. I mean, you guys do so much just hearing you listen everything. Clearly, there's there's support a little bit for everything, whether it's the certifications, mm-hmm. the courses, the mentoring, the coaching. You guys really, cover yeah. it all, and it seems to be very it's all linked. It is it? all linked. If you if you feel confident and you get that confident and your anxiety and your and your emotion and all of that under control, and we understand why you have that in the first place, okay then you have the confidence to go forward the jobs it's a lot of people and this is just in general it's just and, and lots of people I think even Ben has quoted me this it's like women will see a job description and they'll see maybe 60% of their skills in it and they won't apply for it men will see it they'll see they've only got 40% but still apply for it it's just like it's definitely a different approach <laughs> yeah it's a different approach it's a different level of confidence so the confidence to just yeah. go for it and we build that confidence um and it is it's a it's it's a kit we're there for the community that's what it is what well, how uh, do you see or what is the the need that you see the most when these spouses come to you. I mean, clearly we're talking about women a lot, but I suppose there are men as well involved. Yes, in absolutely. This. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what is the number one thing when they come to you to recruit for spouses? What is that main challenge or the main problem or the main thing that you see them struggle with that you think, okay, this is repeating over and over and over? Apart from the, of course, the the obvious they want a job, but what's beyond that? What is the biggest need that they have at that point I think it depends what community you're from if I'm being honest if it was the foreign and commonwealth it is cultural so it'll be the confidence it's it's definitely confidence of knowing how to put themselves out there and how to interview as well what you know um just being able to be confident and not kind of doubt yourself yeah yeah yeah, or yeah or anything like that and and again it's you get a lot of very experienced we've got lawyers project managers ops managers we've got administrators customer service and no matter what skill set you are there's always that level of what if I can't do it because I don't have the flexibility will this employer give me that flexibility because at the end of the day I need to be able to pick up my kids and drop them off or if they've got a sick I need to be able to be there but at the same time I don't want to let the employer down so it's definitely flexibility in jobs is one confidence flexibility um and then yeah just well-being I think it's it's community Mm -hmm. isn't it it's just knowing that you aren't the only one kind of going through this um yeah that's yeah but we're not victims that that's the thing with spouses we will not we refuse to label spouses partners anything like that as victims you're not victims at all you've got the skill sets you just need to be I don't want to use the cheesy word empowered <laughs> but, it, but it is, isn't it yeah um, but, but it is that and as you said it's not a matter of victim or not it's just that it is clearly a challenge you said it yourself with your story you know the fact that somebody who's a hiring manager and switches completely uh body language behavior idea just because mm. somebody's a spouse is is a practical challenge it's something that it it doesn't come down to you being a victim or not it's just it's what it is there are some limitations and you can just try and do your best with it but of course again the fact that there are these kind of companies like yours just make it so much uh, easier you know and and Um, that's great 
and we will only work with clients that do understand it and do get it that is the importance um part of it and they are out there um and yeah we, we I, I again I, I don't know what it is is I, I could have quite easily I I had which was weird I'd spent so long looking for jobs in that period during COVID that all of a sudden I had two come in at once <laughs> and one was doing marketing for Mary Berry and then the other was recruit for spouses which was sort of five to ten hours a week doing just yeah. basic admin and I was going through the career I was going through the coaching and mentoring with the career academy at the time so but I wasn't you know I was I was in the career academy in in that kind of wheel and when I listed everything out that my coach had told me I just it made I I gave that job up with with Mary Berry and came here and look it worked out because for me my identity was I didn't want to be 80 years old and have be sat there in a rocking chair like I would (laughs) and have nothing to say for myself like I I what would I have to say that I achieved I didn't want to be part of a big corporate wheel where I was making other people rich and not part of that impact bottom line impact um and it just felt good to be part of something that had a direct impact to the community I was already in. And there is that amazing fuzzy feeling when you find somebody a job and the difference it makes. Um, I know what that makes. It's just so exciting. It's just mm. amazing to be back on that ladder. Um, yeah, even there's a sense isn't... of purpose. It is, yeah. Even if it is just basic work at start. Some people will, you know, we had a GP who went in and did um really basic sort of uh, like I can't remember what the role was now I think it was just like office management type remote work and she she did it for about eight months but my god as soon as she was done she was then into cyber (laughs) she was like doing (laughs) cyber courses and you know that built her confidence to get back out there because she had to give up everything she got tired Mm -hmm. she got tired of one being a GP like most GPs are in the NHS anyway had nothing to do with the military (laughs) two having to move all the time with her job um and then keeping up her thing uh, her 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 qualifications when she got posted abroad um and she, she had to give it all up um I think there was part of it that she wanted to anyway <laughs> because of the NHS but you know even if it's the basic role to kind of give you that feeling and just like yeah I can do this it works um and then they go off and find other roles that are bigger and better and more suited mm. um so yeah yeah, that's that's great. Uh, we're pretty much towards the end of this uh, uh, episode, but I do have two last questions for you. Okay, for it, I'll be quick. One, <laughs> one is actually connected to what you just mentioned. You, you mentioned the word remote. And actually, I wanted to understand from you with the experience of Recruit for Spouses, how is it right now? Because again, a lot of what what it means to be part of a military family, I'll say, is also to move a lot, to be uprooted from one place and move to the other. You say yourself, you were commuting impossible distances. I mean, I don't think I would have kept up with it, (laughs) honestly. So do you see now an increased um, request for remote work when it comes to spouses or is that something that's changed or how is it? Absolutely. So COVID really benefited our community. <laughs> Offering remote work is so much easier because you, 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 it allows flexibility. But what I do have to say is remote work is definitely probably top up there. Um, it's 
um, in form that you spouse to do. But I we have found more and more spouses are wanting hybrid because it's that whole being part of a team, actually seeing someone in person. We run the things like me. If I've been working from home in these magnolia walls and green carpets with no heating that's working and there's more ice on the inside of my windows and outside, you want to go to a warm office. (laughs) They've got warm water in the shower, even better. But you want to have verbal diarrhea with a real human rather than on a video call. So there is that need, not that, that, sorry, that want to go in once or twice a week as well. Um, The hybrid working is definitely probably our biggest remote because if you're based in Helensborough, I mean, you're going to have to get remote. (laughs) There's nothing up there. Um, And yeah, and again, that's why we work with the companies that offer those roles. There's there's, there's no point in us working with companies that are not going to suit the spouse's needs. It's not going to speak the spouse's needs and it's not going to fill the roles and support the client either. So it's a walkaway situation. Um, um, What was the other question? (laughs) The other question I haven't asked you yet. So here comes, Therese. This is actually the last question where usually, you know, I, I finish off every episode. And in your case, again, I want to direct this directly at the spouses listening, because again, we will be promoting this episode towards spouses as well. So I want you to talk directly to them. So to any spouse who's listening out there, what would be your main message, you know, best tip, final words, however you want to see it. But what is that message that you want to leave them with today? Get a gin membership. <laughs> <laughs> That's that? Are you sure? Are you really sure? <laughs> no, no, that is not my message. Um, that is irresponsible um, messaging. Um, it would be, I think the most important thing is to really understand what your worth is and what your more is and what your destination is. What do you want to, what do you want to do when you're 80 years old and think back and say, and if you want that support and help, go and get coaching mentoring. It's not therapy, it's direction. And it is, it's like little pearls of inspiration to help you get there. Get it. It's free. It's, you know, you can have it as many times as you like, as least as you like. And you don't just get put with someone. You get a choice of five people who would suit you and you get to choose as well. That is my message is go and do it. Cause I don't think I would have made the decisions here to, and I'd be here today if I hadn't. I think I would have just kept plowing. I would have just kept firing 10 CVs out a day and just going for jobs for the sake of having a job. And then I would have been finding another job in two years' time and then another one. I wouldn't have found. the the end result you know um and it is there and it's just keep your grit up keep 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 going um it will come it really will come great I really appreciate that that's that is a beautiful message so again Cerise thank you so much for being with me uh today I really really appreciate it I hope that this episode will just shed a bit of a different light on uh, <laughs> like a different side of everything that we usually talk about in terms of the forces and service and all of that. So thank you for everything. We will definitely make sure that our listeners can connect with you in the show notes and with Recruit for Spouses in the links. Um, and how can people connect with you uh, directly, Cerise? Brilliant. Um, yeah. Okay. So it- yeah, if they want to direct with just email me directly or we're all on the website, you can contact anyone. We always talk internally a lot, probably too much um, <laughs> today. Um, <laughs> um, and so, yeah, 
you will definitely hear from somebody and we will all you know you will definitely get a reply so through the website or you can email me directly on my email which Rosie will put up or whatsapp me we're very responsive on whatsapp as a company <laughs> <laughs> good thank you so much we will make sure to uh, link everything you guys thank you for listening again Cerise thank you for being with me today I really appreciate okay. it and I'll see you next time oh lovely thank you Rosie take care bye Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And hey, remember to subscribe to our podcast to never miss any new releases and to share it with other veterans within your community. If you want to connect with the XMIL team, please visit our website, www.ex-mil.co.uk or you can just connect with us on our LinkedIn page. Thank you so much and see you next time.